Hello everybody, it's Ian McDonald with the Sports Card Side Hustle. Uh, we have a few topics for you tonight. I wanted to analyze a few charts um, with the top hustle plays of the week. Give an update on how our picks were from our first top hustle plays. And also go over some sports card show etiquette with some recommendations as with all the big sports card shows coming up over the summer. So the first one I wanted to, to hit you with was um, our top hustle play of the week. We're going with Raphael um, Devers, and I'll show you why. Um, if you go ahead and look at his, his charts, Otani, obviously everybody knows Otani is the, the star this year, likely MVP, blowing it up. But if you go back to just after opening day, mid to late April, April 23rd, he's just over $300 if you compare their 2018 Topps Chrome refractors and you go to Otani who peaked over um, $1,000 there and now he's around 900 where uh, Devers in late April had already hit $150 and his card's just staying steady. Now let's look at the um, context that PSA 10 of that refractor is still at $150 or so you can pick it up if it's already graded at a PSA 10 you can get it much cheaper raw but if we go ahead and compare their stats while Otani is likely to be the MVP he's leading in um, slugging percentage you see Devers fifth in slugging percentage see Otani um, at OPS second Devers fifth um, if you go to Total bases, Devers also top five. Runs batted in, he's third with a chance to win the RBI title. Uh, and he's on a first-place team that has a chance to win the uh, World Series this year. So what I think is going to happen is there's a good chance Otani's going to get the MVP title for just being the best hitter, home run hitter, and hitter all around in baseball. A quality pitcher um, leading this team. But Devers is going to be in the top three to five in every offensive category and probably get third in the MVP voting. And But the difference between him and, and Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Otani is that Devers is going to get into the playoffs So and probably make waves in the playoffs in the World Series and have a chance at some MVPs in those playoff series. So while don't expect his cards to come up along with to be in line with Otani's, Look for this this gap that used to be a lot uh, closer after Otani first caught fire. Look for that gap to close. So maybe narrow that gap to halfway, where you see his PSA tens um, in the four to five hundred range. As uh, Otani's going to struggle to find more price gain this year if they don't make the playoffs and he doesn't surpass sixty home runs. Uh, he might be at his peak for this year, and then he's going to build on that that um new much higher bottom next season so it's going to be another longer term play for Otani since he's his price has already exploded okay so keep that in mind um, now let's get an update on my pick of Devin Booker that was around July 1st so I, I gotta say that um, Gian, uh, Giannis proved me wrong all the way around and that has burned me it's and so I, I the main picks that I made, Devin Booker in the near term, Derrick Henry in the long term. Obviously, the Derrick Henry, we we can't give you an update on that because football season hasn't even started. I still believe in that pick. I think Devin Booker will end up still being a, a good pick in the long term, but, but I called it as a near-term flip and a chance to um, profit off of his likely NBA championship coming, and that did not come to fruition. So 
Uh, we're seeing his, his price suffer. So I do see this as a buying opportunity. I was wrong. I had the, the uh, call wrong in the NBA title. And so he's gone from near peak in early July when I was first recommending to get his um, cards to, um, to a correction of 20 to 30%. So I was wrong there. Um, one thing I will say, part of my strategy that I always use is I do prefer to buy raw. So while I'm showing you prices for PSA 10s, I don't typically end up with a 10, but I do get a lot of 9s, nine and a half, and I buy down in here at the, the price of a uh, usually seven and a half to eight and I and I send in for grading giving myself this buffer um, I do look for the ratios and good ratios so in me calling this wrong um, I do get a little bit of um, forgiveness as far as not taking a big loss when um, when I buy that way but um, I, I'm not obviously I don't have much profit or any profit when it's corrected this way if I sell now so um, I was selling in here a little leading up to it um, two of the three big cards of Devin Booker's I had it originally um, I sold but the others uh, I had one or two others come in I'll be holding those now till um, till I think he's gonna have another good season so because of being wrong in the near term so keep that in mind um, other thing I wanted to go go um, discuss tonight as a follow-up topic was uh, sports card shows, sports car show etiquette, right? And we have sports card season with the summer, with vacations, with you know the the big shows this summer. Dallas happened, Atlanta happened, Chicago the national will be happening, and um, just want to go over etiquette and kind of get it on everybody's mind. Just mostly, it's just situational awareness. A lot of this stuff is common sense. But if we think about sports card show etiquette um, for the buyers, let's go over these. First, just think of um, other people. Think of the sellers at the tables. They've put in a hard day's work there. They're paying rent for that table. They've given up their time on the weekend. They're interested. They care about the hobby, and they're just doing the best they can. So don't block the tables and potential buyers thinking about yourself and being self-absorbed, whether it's a conversation you're having whether you're trying to look up prices. I, I was at a show in Chantilly this summer and I gave up on a number of cards I was interested in because of guys who were blocking the glass and the tables in the area to look at while they were looking up comps on eBay and on um, .130, card ladder, sports card investment, market movers, whatever it may be. And they just had no awareness of anybody else. So if you're having a conversation with them and you're being courteous and you're genuinely interested in the um, seller and building a relationship a connection step off to the corner of their table or their side let other people look at their cards don't make them miss out on sales because of your conversation and if you want to look at comps move on and go look at comps and come back to that card um, so don't be callous in the way that um, you come back in your uh, negotiation uh, that's point number two as far as sports card etiquette. If you know the comps or you just walked away and you looked them up or you looked, you knew them recently and you don't like the price, feel free to come negotiate to the best price. Try to um, uh, beat the price they were giving you. Give give them um, your opinion, your input, 
But don't be condescending or insulting and tell them that uh, the price is stupid or it's terrible because, um, you know, you could get it much lower somewhere else. If, if they can't budge on that price or they can't afford to, they're not willing to, then, you know, just move on. And, and um, no, no reason to disrespect anybody at a card show. It's not going to do either side any good. And if other dealers see that, they're not going to make a, a better deal with you when they see that. Um, third thing, don't waste time unnecessarily. Don't waste their time. Don't waste your time. Um, if you want to make connections, build relationships, learn about the market, learn from that dealer, uh, get to know that dealer and seller for relationship purposes or get insight about the market and the card shows, then be genuine and have a real conversation. Um, and pause when other buyers then come to look at cards or they're inquiring about the cards and, and um, they're chance to sell, give that seller the opportunity. Don't interfere with that as a buyer, but um, just, just uh, so these are all just ways to be courteous, right? Now, if you've been a, a buyer and you've been at card shows, you've probably tried to have these some of these conversations or interactions and you've seen it go wrong or, or you've seen other people do it where a seller just um, reacts or responds unprofessionally so these rules of etiquette should apply to sellers too. be polite and respectful for the potential to potential buyers if you truly can't go lower in any price or you're not going to just be honest direct but without um telling the buyer that you know you don't care about their what price they'd like or or being disrespectful back to them or insulting the tone of your communication as a seller is going to be a huge deciding factor for some buyers if they're on the line, if they're undecided. So just keep that in mind. So as sellers, also please know your prices or have them ready and readily accessible. As buyers, we'll, we will give up, especially if it's crowded and chaotic. If we see a card with no price, we ask for it. And you go, I'm not sure, you've got to dig for a while, you've got to go look for a price list. So if you don't know the price, you don't have it um, in your head, then you should at least have it very easily accessible quickly or have a ballpark number to start with to start that discussion before you get to the final price. Or as buyers, we're going to get frustrated, um, you're going to feel frustrated, and it's going to be a missed opportunity for both. So... Um, also for the sellers remember that many buyers are as experienced in the market as you are and they might sell quite often they might sell on eBay they might sell at other shows they might be selling at the show or in other in their store somewhere else so please don't be condescending or assume that they don't know anything respect the knowledge um, and the fact that that buyer is a member of the sports card market hobby and community and let's all treat each other with that respect so overall just respect others um overall tips for the show whether you're a buyer or seller have a strategy as a buyer and visiting especially have a strategy don't go in um and get caught up in emotion or whatever the hype of the day is have uh, some data set aside in your head whether it's Otani or one of those hot new players I'll tell you that when I went to the Chantilly card show in late May I bought up some Otani and I was able to sell them for about triple the price in July but when I went back to the same show in July a lot of those similar Otani shows those Otani cards were selling at, a, at about their peak um, second week of July and I didn't, I didn't give in to those prices. I didn't get caught up in the emotion. I looked at the other players that I think will be um, 
turning obviously not not many players are going to turn and spike to the extent that Otani did but I did um look toward other players that I think are at low points or at uh, buying opportunities I avoided the emotion of buying Otani at his peak so be careful don't get caught up in the emotion have a strategy have a budget take your time and don't feel obligated to spend that budget if the opportunities aren't there it's silly to make yourself spend it because that's the amount you came with um, so after that, um, take your time. Remember, there's plenty of opportunities, so don't waste money out of emotion or FOMO if you're missing out because someone else is getting a good card or an opportunity. Not everybody has the same goals, strategies, budget. And then remember to take the shows to build connections, make connections, and foster those relationships with um, buyers, uh, sorry, with sellers or um, anybody you want to do business with for the future, whether it's um, you get their contact info, etc. Um, I'll tell you that I've bought from the same seller now a couple shows in a row, and he, he did give me the best deals. So just keep that in mind. Um, so yeah, yeah, appreciate you guys tuning in for this episode. We basically we hit um, some top hustle plays being dealers compared to um, Otani, who's probably peaked in the near term. Keep an eye on Devers now through end of the regular season and uh, the playoffs and World Series. I don't think people are going to be anticipating he win an MVP, but I think they will start to talk that he's um, a top three to five MVP candidate. And then I think he'll have a, a good postseason with the Red Sox, which is really going to give him more media attention and boost his value. So thanks for tuning in to the Sports Card Side Hustle Episode 5. Uh, have a good one, and we'll talk again soon.